Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the One Shot Movement Podcast, which is all around inspiration, education, diving deep into the journeys of successful entrepreneurs that are making it happen. Today we have another incredible person on, another entrepreneur making it happen, but he's been making it happen in the digital marketing space, in particular building Facebook advertising campaigns. So today's episode is highly, highly educational because we are talking to Alex Jackson, who's responsible for doing seven-figure digital marketing campaigns, building funnels, doing strategy. He's an incredible entrepreneur that's making it happen. So sit back, enjoy, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement podcast, where we're interviewing all the best entrepreneurs in the world. We're diving deep into their stories, withdrawing wisdom of how to build businesses, how to get ahead in life. Some of these stories are inspirational, some are educational, and today's interview is with one of the biggest Facebook advertising gurus in the world, Alex Jackson. Alex has been building Facebook campaigns, seven-figure Facebook campaigns, and managing seven-figure budgets for some of the leading coaches in the world. So we're going to talk to Alex today about Facebook, Facebook advertising, and really online marketing. So welcome, Alex, to the show. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. Uh, Super excited to be here. And just a, a little bit more about Alex and where you know you are, where you are today, and we're going to really focus more on an educational session for the audience. But if you want to reverse back your entrepreneurial journey, where did it start, and and how did you get into Facebook advertising? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, before I was doing all of this, I you know went down the kind of traditional path before this. So I you know started out and and um, grew up thinking that like, yeah, go to uni, get a job. That's kind of the way that, that you do things. And, um, you know, I did that for a while and I, I worked, uh, I, I went to law school and, and, uh, worked as a lawyer for a bit. And it was kind of, um, it just, you know, I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't really for me. You know, uh, I realized that I wanted to have kind of more, you know, freedom and flexibility and, and to be able to work on my own terms. And, um, yeah, basically to, you know, um, yeah, have something that I built for myself and something that that was mine. Right. And, um, you know, around that time that was, you know, quite a a few years ago now, um, I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to have to have to leave and and what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And, um, yeah, around that time I, I met a few people who were already kind of into, uh, in, in the digital marketing, internet marketing kind of space and, and uh, into Facebook ads and funnels and all that, all that cool stuff. Um, and yeah, I just, I dove, dove in and started basically just teaching myself uh, how to do all of it, you know, and I had a few uh, kind of coaches and mentors around that time as well. And then, um, yeah, transitioned out of my job, started, you know, um, working for, like you said, coaches, consultants, experts, uh, course creators, um, and just helping them, yeah, create Facebook campaigns. And uh, yeah, over the last kind of couple of years, that's, that's what I've been doing. 
Yeah, and that, look, I mean, that's an incredible, important takeaway. Alex has gone down that traditional path. Like myself, I was an engineer and transitioned out into my own business. And it doesn't matter where you are in life, there's always an opportunity to transition. And I always talk to people about a three to five year plan. Um, with today's session, this, this skill here is something that is really for the experts. Um, so I always talk to people about if you're going to get uh, your, your taxes done and done well, get a good accountant. If you're going to get legal advice, get a good lawyer. If you're going to get a good marketing campaign and advertising campaign done, get a good person to do that for you. So I want to make this session super, super practical for people to get lots of value out of and a real understanding of what it takes and why Facebook advertising is so good. Do you want to just start off by talking about the difference between, say, free uh, organic traffic versus why would you pay for Facebook traffic? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think um, a lot of the time organic traffic is a really good way to get started, um, you know, getting traffic for your business, right? I mean, organic traffic is, is great uh, because you don't have to pay for it, right? Um, but then, you know, you kind of run into some, to some challenges with organic traffic that you don't really have with paid traffic, right? So, you know, some of the, the kind of really key challenges you have with organic traffic is scaling it, right? Um, and, you know, if you think about it, there's only so much of your time that you can really be putting into creating organic traffic, uh, creating organic content, you know, um, posting, like creating YouTube videos, creating uh, all of that stuff. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's always a really good idea once you get to a certain point, uh, when you have enough money to kind of, you know, start investing in paid traffic to, to switch over because paid traffic is just much more scalable, right? Um, you know, if, if you start say spending a certain amount of money on paid traffic, it's working, you're getting a return on it, then you can always, you know, scale it up and, you know, increase your ad budget and, you know, that'll generate more leads increase your revenue, right? Uh, and the, the other component of it is that pay traffic is, is automated, right? And so uh, it, it fully takes kind of your time uh, out, of, out of the equation and then you can focus your time on, on other things as well. Plus, you know, if one of the challenges you face with organic traffic is that um, on certain platforms like Facebook, um, you know, a few years back, Facebook thro completely throttled like the organic reach that people had on with, um, you know, Facebook posts, right? So uh, like from pages. So basically what happened was people were making tons and tons of money, um, you know, getting tons of leads with organic traffic on Facebook. Facebook cut their organic reach and then they could, uh, couldn't reach as much of their, as like large of a component of their, of their audience. And then as a result, you know, they, they lost a lot of the lead flow that they were getting, right? And so if you're relying only on um, organic traffic, then you can also kind of run into that issue of like, they own your traffic, right? They um, could instantly, overnight, they can just change the algorithm, you can get shut down, and then you can stop, you know, lose all of that traffic, right? So those are kind of the three things that I think it's, it's automated, paid traffic is automated, it's more scalable, and, um, you know, the other thing is it's more consistent, right? Like you can, um, you know, you won't lose, you won't get shut down by organic reach. 
And we, and we have a lot of health and wellness and fitness professionals on this thing. Like one thing I would say in regards to, to the, the depth that you can target individuals down to local areas, down to weight loss people that, you know, are 30 to 50-year-old females. Like do you want to talk a little bit about that as well and even put a bit of context around, you know, if you were a personal trainer and you were looking for a client, um, the type of thing you can do from that point of view? Yeah, for sure. Um you know, like you said, targeting can get very, very granular on Facebook. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, when people are doing their targeting on Facebook, they should really start with, okay, who's my ideal customer? I think what a lot of people do is they jump on too quickly. They think, oh, I'm a fitness coach. I'll target fitness, right? And that's not necessarily the best way to go about things. You should, um, you know, do a, a strategy where you go, you look at that ideal customer and then you think about, okay, like what, what does this person look like? What are, what are they interested in? What are their characteristics? Some of the ways you can do that is go and look at a few of your past clients and then go on their, you know, Facebook page and look at the pages that they like, right? Look at the stuff that they're interested in and into. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll see things pop out that you probably didn't expect, you know, and these things will pop out consistently, right? Uh, and then you can take those and then you can go into the Facebook ad manager and, and target some of those interests. Right. And once you know who that dream customer is, you can also go into Facebook and uh, really target down in terms of age location, like you said, but when it comes to interest targeting, it's really important, you know, to not just target the interests that Facebook give you when you search like fitness, right. But also to kind of get a bit more in touch with who your ideal customer is uh, and then find what interests they might have in Facebook that aren't just broad generic interests, because that way you're more likely to get in front of the right person. Yeah. And just on that, and a lot of people that I've coached in the industry and I've been in the fitness industry for a long time myself. Um, and and I, I always just say, don't try and be everything to everyone. Like for me, I knew who my core target audience was. They were 30 to 50-year-olds or even 30 to 60-year-olds, people that didn't want to go to a commercial gym. They were happy to pay a bit more, but they were going to get a little bit more service. I wasn't after bodybuilders. I didn't have weights there. So why target that type of person? So it's such a, a powerful thing that you can do with, with paid traffic. Um, I, I guess in regards to an advertising campaign with Facebook, there's a lot of elements. There's the ad, there's the copy, there's the the metrics you set up there. Like, what are the key elements to a Facebook advertising campaign? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think really when you when you look at it, there's you know there's a few key elements, right? So. Obviously, before you jump into Facebook, before you start running ads, you need to think about where am I going to send people, right? So, um, and you know, that's mainly kind of the funnel that you'll go, you'll send people into and uh, having a good, a really good funnel set up, having a really good um, kind of place to send people uh, before you ever think about switching on your ads, you need to get that, that in line. And, and that really involves obviously thinking about your customer, thinking about, you know, your product thinking about what you need to persuade them of and what journey they need to go through in order to make a sale 
after they click on an ad. So that's really the first thing that I've always been looking at before I start, I launch a campaign. Then the next thing um, is, you know, setting up all of the targeting like we spoke about. So going in, now I know my customer, now I know how I'm going to, you know, take them from off Facebook to a sale. Uh, then I think about, okay, how do I, how do I target them? And then the next thing uh, is the ad and, and the copy, right? So, um, you know, your, your image, your ad image or your ad video should kind of jump out on the feed. It should be, you know, gra- attention grabbing. It should be kind of like, it, it should stand out and, and kind of pattern interrupt people, meaning, you know, they're just kind of scrolling through Facebook, uh, looking for entertainment a lot of the time and your ad should kind of, you know, grab their attention and, and pull them out of that kind of mindset of just searching and scrolling. Right. And then, uh, your ad copy should basically be a teaser for what, what's going to come next after they click, right? So, uh, you know, if you're sending them off Facebook to book in a call with you so that you can sell them over the phone, if you're sending them to some kind of a webinar um, or, you know, a free training, for example, whatever you're going to send them to, whatever persuasion, um, you know, tools you're going to use after the click to, to make that sale, um, your Facebook ad in the copy should really be teasing all of that. It should be talking about what that person wants um, you know, your, your target customer. Now we've identified who they are. Now we've targeted them with the targeting that, that ad copy should really talk about, okay, what does that person, uh, want to achieve? What do they want to get? Right. And then also, uh, a bit of curiosity teasing what's to come next after the click. Mm. And, and while we're on copywriting, like copywriting is probably the skill that can really change everything for your business. You do need to really get the right person there. But I, I, I obviously follow you and because we've worked together for the last year and a bit. Um, I saw a piece of copy the other day, you are using that as an example, and you used a gym and AirPods uh, to make the sale. And do you want to just explain the dynamics of what you were trying to get across there? Because it was a really, uh, really powerful um, message in what you, you'd put on your Facebook there. So if you want to go and give some backstory to that, that would really help the audience. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll tell you a bit of, bit about what, what that post was, but like you said, copywriting is, um, really, really the thing that's going to make, uh, your ads work. If, if there's one thing that, um, people want to, should focus on if they're going to jump on Facebook, you know, the targeting is, is important, but that's just kind of, you know, a a necessary element, right? The, the real thing that's going to make it work, uh, that's going to get you those sales, get you those leads is, is copywriting and copywriting is really all about understanding your customer and creating a message that they, they resonate with. So, you know, the other day I wrote a piece of copy that was about, um, Apple AirPods and, um, you know, I was at the gym and I saw someone using Apple AirPods and I thought about some of the reasons I hadn't bought Apple AirPods yet. And, uh, then I kind of thought, well, you know, if there was a product out there, that solved some of those objections that solved those, uh, prob- you know, reasons why I haven't bought them, then I would instantly buy that product. Right. And so what people should be thinking about a lot of the time in their copywriting is, you know, what concerns or problems or, you know, um, objections do people have to buying, you know, your product or service. Right. So, um, for example, like if you're a fitness coach, um, then you, you may be, your clients 
uh, they may have some concerns around, okay, am I going to have to starve myself? Am I going to have to, you know, uh, eat some crazy diet? I'm going to have to be in, in the gym four times a day. And the way I kind of go about that is, you know, I look on say forums, uh, like, you know, I'll go through Reddit or Quora or, um, different kind of platforms like that. And I'll really search for what people are thinking about certain things. Right. So, um, let's say it's, uh, the ketogenic diet, right? I would go ahead I'd search in those forums, look for people's objections to using that, that thing. Right. Uh, and then I'd go and put all of that into my copy. Plus I'd go and ask my customers like, Hey, you know, before, uh, working with me or like some of the, you know, challenges that you've had along your journey, what was stopping you from getting started? And then I'd solve all of those objections in my copywriting. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, and if you you have got a business now or a client base and, and you've got a really good CRM or communication platform for your audience, go and do, do a survey and survey your clients uh, regularly, probably annually on what you're doing good, what you're doing bad and, and how do we, you know, you'll be able to find improvements in your business. Feedback is critically important for success. Um, so... Let's uh, talk a little bit about that word that um, everyone always talks about but nobody really knows about is algorithms. What's your take on algorithms? Yeah, so, you know, the Facebook algorithm in particular, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. It's it's a bit of a kind of, um, you know, like hot button kind of term like uh, that, that everyone talks about, but no one, no, and no one fully understands it because Facebook's changing it all the time. And, um, you know, we're always kind of looking at what happens after the fact, uh, and kind of trying to make sense of what Facebook's doing. Right. Uh, so, you know, my best take on kind of Facebook's ad algorithm really is that what it's trying to do is key is give people, uh, what they want to see. Right. So it's trying to essentially show, uh, the most relevant ad to the most relevant person at the right time, right? And so Facebook's algorithm will actually, it'll optimize your ads for what you tell it to optimize your ads for, right? And there's a lot of different things that you can tell the algorithm, you know, to optimize your ads for. So really, I kind of think of Facebook's algorithm as just like a really, really smart person who knows what to do to get you the result you want, right? Um, and th those results can be all sorts of things. You can ask the alg algorithm to find you more people who will watch your video in full. You can ask the algorithm to find you more leads. Uh, it can, you can ask the algorithm to find you more, um, you know, like people who will click on your post or people who will like your post. So you can really, the algorithm in, in my mind, it's really just, um, Facebook's the tool Facebook uses to help you as an advertiser get what you want one and also the tool that they use to help optimize on uh, and maximize the Facebook ad experience for users. Cool. And look, yeah, algorithms, um, that that's one reason you want to move your audience or your traffic onto your own database and CRM. So you own them, you control them, it's your asset, you can then nurture the way you want and then you don't have to worry about algorithms. So would you say that that's a really core strategy in your whole marketing is to get people onto your own database? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, there's kind of um, three types of traffic really, right? There's like traffic that 
um, you know, you don't own. There's the traffic that's like uh, you, you, have, you don't control at all. There's traffic you control and then there's traffic you own, right? And, you know, the, the kind of, um, and to give some different examples of that, traffic that you don't control is like SEO, um, you know, organic, stuff like that. Uh, people just, you know, direct searching your, your website and so on. That's traffic or, or referrals. That's traffic that you don't really control, right? And then there's traffic you control, which is mainly paid, paid advertising. And that could be, you know, Facebook ads, YouTube ads. And you control that because you can point it at a certain place. You can decide how much money you spend, but you don't own that traffic, right? Um, and that traffic could get shut down very quickly. And this has happened or, you know, prices can rise, um, you know, and a lot of people are experiencing this on Facebook at the moment, ad accounts getting shut down. Uh, and in those circumstances, if, if things start to go really bad for you and a traffic source that you control is no longer available, then you want to have some traffic that you own. Right. And like you said, um, and, and first, you know, traffic that you own is like email lists, uh, things like that. Right. And so, um, you know, the reason why is because no one else but you, uh, really can interfere with that. Right. Uh, there's, there's different platforms of email like Gmail and, and so on, but they can't take your list away from you. They can't stop you from mailing those people. So you own that traffic. Right. And, um, yeah, an absolute kind of core thing in, in the strategies that I use for my clients, um, and that I know you use as well is converting that traffic you control uh, and, and traffic you don't control too, but traffic you control into traffic you own. So taking names and emails, uh, getting people to opt in for free trainings. And then, you know, when you do that, then you, you turn that traffic into traffic that you, that you own. And while you're uh, talking about subscribing and, and traffic, um, what about offers? What type of offers and that would be good offers? Like there's, you know, you could give your time up for a consult. You can, free week might be a good offer. Like what are the, some of the offers that you would consider using and that work? Yeah, for sure. So, um, Offers definitely, you know, there's, there's types of consistent offers that people put out a lot of the time that really work well, but at the same time, it's also going to depend on who your target market is and, and what they, what they really want and what they respond to. And I think it's always worth testing out a lot of different offers and seeing what, uh, you know, what works and what doesn't. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, some really tried and tested, um, offers are like, getting people to sign up for a free training where you, where you drip email training or you drip video training uh, via email over say a seven day period. That's a really good way to capture a name and email address, right? So that's a really, really good offer to introduce people into who you are, uh, what you're about, you know, what um, kind of things, you, you know, they need to know in order to make a purchase from you. Right. So that's a really good um, offer to, you know, free offer to capture a training, uh, a name and email, I should say. Another really good free offer to capture a name and email is like a, a webinar or a video training uh, and people, you know, other great offers that work for, you know, capturing name and emails are like, uh, you know, cheat sheets, guides, that kind of stuff. Then, you know, what you offer next is a lot of the time going to depend on your business and your customers, right? If um, you have a business where 
there's kind of it's high education to in order to make a purchase they need to understand quite a lot of things you may need to take one or two uh sales calls next and a lot of the time it's good to position that sales call as as another offer as the next offer in the sequence so you can position that sales call as a free coaching call as a mentoring session uh as a clarity call something like that that actually provides value whilst taking them through the sales process so you know that's another great offer that works really well and um, beyond that, you know, there's, there's so many different things you can try. You can put out uh, kind of like mini courses, paid mini courses for low, you know, a low price. You can do, um, you know, for fitness trainers, for example, if you were in a, um, you know, local area, you could try like a, a free boot camp where people show up and then you, you sell people into a paid uh, ongoing program. Uh, ongoing after that free bootcamp that they show up for. You could do a low, a, a low ticket paid bootcamp. You could do, um, you know, group mentoring sessions. The, there's really no um, kind of strict formula for what it is. You just kind of have to, to uh, you know, speak to your customers, understand what they want, and then test out a few different offers like the ones I've spoken about and find what really ticks uh, and what really clicks with your audience. And with and just that, there's a lot of people out there. The word marketing funnel. What is a marketing funnel? And even like explain, like a customer journey. Like when someone subscribes, you know, there's usually a process as well. Do you want to just touch on those two things? Yeah. So I mean, there's a few different um, things to think about when it comes to what you know. What is a marketing funnel, right? And um, Essentially, you know, a funnel, when we, we really look at it and, and what it actually is, it's really just a few, you know, few landing pages, few web pages, maybe some emails, uh, and, you know, then maybe a sales call at the end. That's really all it looks like, right? Um, but the purpose of, of a marketing funnel and what it's trying to do is take someone who, especially when we're using paid ads, right, we're trying to take someone who's never heard of you who's a complete stranger and turn them into a paying client. Right. And there's usually a lot of things that have to happen in between that journey. Now, some of the people watching this uh, podcast or listening to the podcast, uh, you know, would, would probably have experienced before where they're like, okay, they got a referral or something like that. You know, they got referrals or maybe they've um, you know, like they have organic leads and warm leads and things like that. And those people have gone through a certain experience and journey before they got to them. Right. So those referrals, for example, or, you know, people who uh, came into the gym or heard about the gym and some from a friend or so on before that, they, they had no idea who you were. They had no idea about uh, what you do or what you offer. And then that friend did all of kind of the work that friend, they knew that friend, they liked that person, they trusted them. Uh, and so they, you know, and, and not only that, they wanted to do, you know, sign up for the, for the gym or sign up for the training program or whatever it was. Right. And so in that circumstance, the journey they went through is they had a desire. They had something they wanted to do. Then they, their friend said, Hey, why don't you try out this trainer? Or why don't you try out, you know, this gym? And then they're like, well, you know, I trust you. I like you. I trust your opinion. So I'll go and do, I'll go and investigate that further. And then the, the more objections they have there is like, okay, how much, what do I actually get? What's the price? So a bit of information gathering type stuff, right? So, uh, you know, and then maybe they have, like we spoke about before, some concerns or objections like, 
you know, is this going to be, I'm going to, how much time am I going to have to give up? How much this and, and so on, right? Do I, what's the price? What's, um, you know, like, will I have to starve myself? This kind of stuff we spoke about before. And the, the essential process, if we take someone from paid ads to uh, through a funnel, through a series of landing pages and some emails and a sales call, it's really the same thing. It's just that we have to take responsibility for what the friend is doing, which is building that trust, building that rapport, um, you know, showing them that you're an authority in, in this particular space. So we're kind of, um, you know, becoming their friend in, in a way by building that rapport and that trust. And then we're also kind of educating them about their, our product and our offer and then trying our best to remove any concerns or objections that they might have. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it is a, um, like, to do this really well, it's, it's complicated. There's so many different elements to it. You've got your offers, you've got your Facebook um, metrics behind the scenes, you've got your copywriting, you really do, you know, it's a jungle for someone to try and work it out, um, you know, their self. So, you know, you're better off as a personal trainer to try and find that right person, whether it's Alex or anyone, um, to, to actually put you in the right direction and do that and you just focus on what you're good at and that's training or, or business or entrepreneurship of a certain area. So there is one thing that I, I think we should back over and that's retargeting. So, you know, another powerful part of Facebook advertising campaigns is retargeting. Do you want to touch on how important that is? Yeah, for sure. So, look, the, the way retargeting essentially works is uh, after someone's clicked on, on your ad and uh, entered your funnel, maybe they've signed up for a free email training series or a free video training series that you've offered. Uh, then you can you know, run ads to those people who haven't already signed up for your service, right? And so, you know, retargeting is it's a really important part of, uh, you know, that customer journey that we just spoke about, taking that person from someone who's a complete stranger and then warming them up to you and, and making the sale. So, on, you know, in those retargeting ads, we talk a lot about, um, you know, who, who is that person? Who are you? You know, like, who am I? What do I offer? Uh, warming them up and making them feel a bit more trust towards you. Maybe, uh, you know, discussing some of the concerns or objections they may have in those retargeting ads as well, like we just spoke about. And then the other cool thing you can do with retargeting is if you have organic, um, traffic going on. If you're, you know, posting on Facebook, uh, maybe you already have an email list, that kind of thing. You can actually use a lot of those assets to create audiences in Facebook that you can retarget, right? So retargeting, it's really just using existing audiences we have, whether that's people who have clicked on your ad already, people who have signed up for your training, maybe your previous clients and email list and, and that kind of thing or your Facebook organic uh, traffic, those audiences, we can bundle them up on Facebook and run ads to them. And the idea is that, you know, that can push them further along that customer journey towards making a sale and handle a few of those steps that maybe you would usually handle in person on the phone, something like that. You can put that into Facebook and let Facebook do the work for you there. And just uh, probably one final thing I want to talk a bit about um, in regards to Facebook advertising in general and i'm a gary v follower and he talks a lot about the competition and the 
the you know when corporate dollar hits Facebook advertising, it'll you know really. So it's sort of like he's really big on take advantage of the opportunity now. What as someone working behind the scenes there? What would you say about that? And you see the the metrics day to day in the competition as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no, there's no question. And it's well known that CPMs, uh, which is, you know, your cost to reach a thousand people on Facebook, it's continuously rising. Uh, and so, you know, in when Facebook first launched, uh, back, I don't, I don't know, 2008, 2009, something like that, maybe earlier than that, I can't remember. Um, you know, it was much, much cheaper to run ads on Facebook. Um, and so costs are going up. But if you're doing it well, it's still one of the best platforms to be running ads on right now. Um, you know, you can target with such incredible, like, granularity and specificity. You can really get in front of that, the right person. Uh, and, you know, what it allows you to do in terms of retargeting and, and um, you know, all of, all of the kind of features that Facebook have and all of the different types of ads you can run and um, on Facebook, it's probably the most powerful advertising platform that is on the market right now. And so, you know, there is a lot of um, people saying like, hey, Facebook ads are going to die. They're dying. Their costs are rising, but it's such a powerful platform that, you know, there's so much potential to be had running ads on Facebook right now. And there, there might become a point where it gets, you know, costs blow out so much that it's, it's not profitable. But right now, um, a lot of people are making a lot of money for their business on Facebook. You just have to invest in getting it right. And what would you say just um, before we move on to our rapid fire questions, there's certain metrics that you're looking at too to really work out your cost per client. What are some of the metrics that are really important for you when you're working with someone um, to understand if your campaign's going to be profitable or needs tweaks, et cetera? What key metrics would you say are important? For sure. So, the like you just mentioned, uh, one of the really critical met metric is what's your cost to acquire a client? Um, because if you're paying more than you're going to ever get out of that customer over their lifetime, then you have a, a bit of a problem on your hands. But if your you know cost to acquire a customer is you know two or three times lower than their potential lifetime value, uh, how much they can pay you over the long life of that client, uh, then you know things are going great. Um, so the, the cost to acquire a customer, you know, cost per acquisition, CPA is really the main thing, um, you know, one of the main things to focus on. The, and especially for trainers and gym owners, um, they need to really be focused on like, okay, how much uh, am I paying to get that customer, right? Uh, so that it's profitable. Before that, the other things I kind of look at is how much, how much are we paying to get a, a call if it's a sales call, Right. Uh, how much are we paying to get a free email lead and name an email address? And then the other main thing, uh, you know, cost per click as well, but that can shift up and down. Uh, but the, the other main thing I look at on the ad level is click through rate. So, you know, I, there's, and the other thing, if you go into our uh, Facebook, there's like 15 different click through rates and it can be really, really confusing. Uh, the one I use, if, if anyone, you know, wants to kind of, go and run ads for themselves and, and do that is unique outbound click-through rate. And that will show you, you know, uh, it won't double up the, the clicks, right? Um, so if someone clicked two or three times, it won't show them as three. 
it'll just show you one time that everyone clicked. Right. And that one, if, if it's under like substantially under 1%, then I'll usually just kill that ad because it's not performing as well as the others. Usually if that, that metric is 1% or above, um, I'll keep that ad running and that's usually going to be a good ad. Cool. And, um, I guess, uh, let's move on to, uh, rapid fire questions. I always like to ask people, um, you know, what's your favorite book or podcast, or is there something you go to, to learn and listen to on a regular basis? Yeah. Um, oh man, so many, I read a lot of different books. Uh, if you're looking to learn marketing, I'd go look at like Russell Brunson, click funnels, get expert secrets. That's uh, start there. Yeah. And uh, do you listen to any po- other podcasts other than the One Shot Movement podcast? Yeah, a few. Um, I like Perpetual Traffic. Those guys are really good. Um, and uh, the, uh, David, David Garfinkel, Copywriters Podcast, is really good too. Cool. And what would you say in your journey to date has been the best bit of advice you've received or, um, yeah, something that's really stuck with you along your journey? Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, just stick at it. And when things like get hard, there's always, you know, like the more, the more you're willing to put in that, that uh, time and that work when things get really tough, uh, the better things are going to come out on the other end, you know. Cool. And, and I really uh, have to thank Alex for sharing a lot of in-depth insight. I really did want to focus on an educational episode today because Alex is without doubt one of the best in the world when it comes to Facebook advertising um, and campaigns and building marketing strategies. So I wanted to thank Alex for jumping on board. But just finally, where do we find out more about you? Is it social? Is it uh, uh, how do people connect with you? Yeah, for sure. The best way to do that, uh, I would suggest, is search for my group on Facebook called Traffic Secrets. Uh, that's a really good one. And, yeah, connect with me on Facebook, Alex Jackson. Um, just search my name and, and jump in. I have a few different things going on. So, uh, yeah, those are the few different projects going on. So that's probably the best way to find out more about me. Cool. And just in wrapping up, I just want to uh, thank Alex for jumping on board. Uh, The One Shot Movement podcast is all about education, inspiration, diving deep into the journeys of people that are already making it happen. And we've been able to spend good quality time today with a guy that's helping coaches international brands build seven-figure marketing campaigns and managing seven-figure budgets. So we'll thank uh, Alex for jumping on the show. Awesome. Thanks so much, Craig. It's uh, been great. Hope you got a lot out of today's episode with Alex. This is a really educational episode. Facebook advertising, digital marketing, marketing strategy, building funnels is such a complex thing, but it's such a powerful thing as well. So I wanted to really spend time diving deep and withdrawing the wisdom, the experience of someone that's making it happen in this space. If you like today's episode, make sure that you share it. Make sure that you go on, give us feedback. It's really important for our podcast 
podcast and our show and our listeners give us feedback and comments about um, our podcast and the One Shot Movement brand. We are all about providing you with the best education from the best entrepreneurs, inspiration from the best entrepreneurs. We want to help people elevate their skills to amplify their results. Make sure that you go out there and live with passion and purpose. You've got one shot at life. Go out there and give it your best shot. My name's Craig Schultz and we'll see you next week.